Hello everyone and welcome to my life. My name is Julia and I am the host of this podcast where we talk all things spirituality, law of attraction, how to step into your power, how to not be the victim of your own story, and how to take life by its balls. Hi! Um, so little, let's do a little catch up session before we start everything. So I went to California. Um, I went on another little trip, went to California and then I went to two national parks there. I went to Joshua Tree and Sequoia, almost passed out of heat exhaustion at Joshua Tree. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that right now. Um, <clears throat> what we are here to talk about is something I did while I was in California. So, I, on this podcast, I've gotten a lot more comfortable, and because I've gotten a lot more comfortable, I've been feeling more open to share different parts of my life, different parts of myself even, um, and yeah, so... I'm going to share something that I did, which if you read the title, you probably already know. Um, I went on a little magic trip. Uh, I took magic shrooms, magic mushrooms, shrooms, or whatever you want to call it. Um, And yeah, and I'm here to tell you my experience, how it was, what it was like, what happened, what I got out of it, you know, the whole, the whole nine. Um... And I'm not saying this to tell you you should do it. Obviously, use your own discretion. You are your own person. I'm sharing my experience, not saying you should go out and do it. You do what's best for you, as always. But I hope that you have an open mind when you do listen to me and my experience. And yeah, so first of all, hold on, sorry. Um, I, so I had taken it before, like, maybe like a a year, like a year ago, but it was like in pill form. Uh, I don't know if that's too specific, but oh well. So yeah, I had taken it before, but I like spaced it out too much. Like I should have taken like all the certain number of pills all at once. Oh my gosh, I feel like I sound like a drug addict. Anyway, (laughs) but I didn't. I spaced it out too much, so, like, I didn't get the full effect. But the one thing happened, though. I remember I also didn't, that time, I also wasn't alone. I took it with someone else because, you know, it's my first time. I don't want to, you know? Anyway, so I was in the bathroom because I felt like I needed to throw up. Like, I I was just like, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up. And so I was like, you know what, let me just stay in the bathroom. And then... As I was, like, standing over the toilet, I just felt like I needed to cry. And I just started crying. But it wasn't me who was crying. And, like, I knew that it was... It it was so weird because I knew that it wasn't me who was crying. Yet the tears were coming out through my eyes. Weird. I know. Stay with me. And I felt like it was another version of me that was living, obviously, inside of me that was crying and so in my head while I was crying I was just like it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay and I just cried and cried and cried and then I didn't need to throw up anymore so to me when that whole thing happened it felt almost like 
I needed to release in one one way or another. And it happened to be through tears, my God, tears instead of me throwing up, you know? Um, But that was it. That was, like, all I felt. And then after that, like, everything was over. But I also wasn't, like, in touch with myself at all during this time. So even if I did feel, like, anything more, I didn't allow myself to feel it. You know what I mean? Like, I stopped myself or I got in my own way. And I also don't think I took enough to really like feel anything else this second time was i don't even know how to put it into words but by the way it was the second time it was chocolate i've never taken like the actual dried up mushrooms you know i've only taken like i don't know it in different forms i guess so this second time was mushrooms and my god it was like intense it was a lot it was just I don't even know so started off you know I took the chocolate but I took it all at once um and then like I didn't feel anything for like a good at least 30 minutes and then the way it started was like slowly like I was just touching things and they were feeling different I would look at my hands. I had never seen my hands <laughs> the way that I s- was seeing my hands while I was tripping. Like, I was literally looking at my hands, like, moving my like my fingers and just looking at my bones and my veins and the different muscles moving. And I was just like, wow. Like, I was, like, in awe of my hands. And then I would like touch things and it would feel like as if I was touching them for the first time. Everything felt so different. Like I would, I don't know, like touch the arm, the the arms on my hair. My gosh, the hairs on my arms. And like it felt like I was touching it for the first time. Like I was discovering this whole new world for the first time. And um, I'll say something now and I'll get into it deeper later on. But it felt like another version of me was here like a wiser more I don't want to say a high my higher self but like a wiser more aware more spiritual version of myself was here with me and it was almost like I was like okay let me borrow your brain so I can see things and you just borrow my body so you can experience things and that's why I felt like I was touching everything for the first time because it felt like that more spiritual version of me is the one that was touching everything. So that's why things were new. That's why like everything felt so magical and different. Like even I would like touch things with my feet and it would feel so strange. Like things that I've touched a million times before, but it never felt the way that it did this specific time like everything was just different like I was just different like it was as if I was like a child experiencing the world for the first time it was nuts wild um and I wrote down like a couple notes um on like specific things that like this was like the day after like things that I remembered that I didn't want to forget I wrote them down thank god I did because I needed this to jog my memory because I don't like remember that much um but yeah it it felt like it was also like I knew that I was safe with whatever there was something with me guiding my experience but something inside of me it felt like 
past me, present me, and future me was all one. And I was like jumping through time to experience different things, to see different things. This sounds really weird, I'm aware, but there's a fly in my house. Okay, yeah, this sounds really weird and I'm aware, but stay with me. It's, uh, it was a beautiful experience, very eye-opening experience, and then you'll see why the more I talk about it. So let's keep talking about it. Um, Yeah, like, it was just, let me get closer because... I'm not really comfortable but yeah f it i'll just put the mic on my knee anyway um <clears throat> like it was just time wasn't a thing reality wasn't a thing the world wasn't a thing i was just here and there and everywhere <laughs> my gosh there's this movie called everything everywhere all at once and that's exactly how i i didn't watch the movie yet by the way but that's exactly how i felt everything was happening all at once everywhere but nowhere at the same time (laughs) like i was here i was there i was in the past i was in the present i was just everywhere and whatever i wanted to see i did it was almost like i had a guide right like remember how i said there was a more spiritual version of myself and I borrowed her brain it was like I was in her brain and I was like okay now I want to see this now I want to see this now I want to see this by the way the trip lasts hours okay hours um but yeah so then I I was in control in that way but then I kind of let go of the control and I just said like it was almost like she was taking me on the trip showing me what she wanted to show me and i just let it happen um and so i guess i'll i'll go more into depth on like the major part of like the major part of it for me and then i'll touch on like the notes that i made on like different things that i noticed um so the major thing for me was i so, like I said, I, I was with someone else, but this other person has taken it a couple times, so they're a little more, a lot more experienced than I was, because uh, technically this was, like, my actual first time actually taking it properly, because the, the very first time that I told you guys about, I didn't take enough, so I didn't really feel much, but yeah, so, um, <clears throat> the other person was, like, we would, so, it was, it was, like, we would like do our own things like have our own separate trips but check in on each other and then also this one time we were we were like tripping together weird wild listen <laughs> so uh we were next to each other and then they were they were brought back to their childhood and they were like speaking it out loud saying what was happening and them being brought back to their childhood brought me back to my childhood to one specific location one specific time of my life so remember how i told you guys or if you're new here i my okay long story short i'm from a different country i'm from cape verde small country made up of 10 islands on the west coast of africa and so my mom moved from cape verde to america when i was eight And because she moved, I had to live with my aunt and uncle. 
my uncle wasn't the best person. The house wasn't the best environment. Uh, it like at times he was very emotionally abusive, and it was just the worst time in my life. Basically, one of the worst times of my life. Um, but yeah, I had my room in the house in that house, and I was brought back to that room, and. I was brought back to that room, but it was like me at my age now with my, I was like there with myself from when I was like nine, like nine, ten. And I was there and I knew that my little self was there because she felt safe being in there. But it was almost like she trapped herself in that room because she was safe there, but she wasn't safe anywhere else. And so she decided to stay in that room because it was her safe space. But that safe space became her jail cell because she wasn't safe anywhere else. So she didn't want to go anywhere else. So she just said, this is safe. This is comfortable. This is what I know. So I will stay here. And it's funny because... When I went back during the trip, when I went back into that room to see my eight, nine-year-old, ten, eight to ten-year-old self trapped in there, I realized that when I went back to Cape Verde last summer, I was still in the same room. Like, that's where I stayed. That's where I slept and everything. I would be, like, venturing around the house, like, you know, eat in the kitchen, shower in the bathroom and stuff like that. But I never really felt comfortable still. I just only felt comfortable and 100% myself when I was in that room again. And I never, like, that never clicked to me because, I don't know, I thought I was cool. I thought I was good. I thought I was, like, done with the situation, you know, and I thought I, like, made peace with it. And I did, but I guess not as much as I thought I did. Um, but yeah, like, at that moment, I realized that I was still in that room because even when I went back as my older self, as my current present self, or myself from last year, last summer, I still was, that room was still my safe space because I still, like, situations were different. Like, my relationship with both my aunt and my uncle, um, completely different, but I still didn't feel safe or comfortable enough in the house and it, the house still didn't feel like it was mine. Like, it, it didn't feel safe to me. It, was, it still felt foreign. And the only place I felt safe and comfortable was that room. And I realized that I had... I was locked in there. I was still locked in that room. And I don't know if this, like, makes as much sense to you. But, like, when I saw that, my God, I started bawling my eyes out. Because it was like my heart opened up. Like, literally... Like, I, it, it was like I grabbed my heart from my chest, opened it up, and so much sadness came out. So much sadness came out. And I was just there, like, like sitting there being like, how can a little body hold so much pain? I was just so sad. I was sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And this time, it was little me sobbing and older me sobbing for her because I didn't, I didn't see her until that moment. I didn't see that she was still in pain. I didn't see that she was still trapped. I didn't see that she needed me because I thought I was fine. I thought I had helped her. I thought we were cool now, but she was still there. She was still trapped. She was still so, 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 so sad. And I never realized that. I never realized that I was still stuck in that room. 
And I had been stuck in that room until I took her out. I literally sat there with her. Her being myself, my younger self. But, like, you have to understand, like, it was two people. It was me in my body now, in my age now, looking at my younger self that is still me, but in her little body, in her little self. But they're both me. This is why I was saying, like, past, present, and future me were all one. Because it was all happening at the same time. Like, I was in the present, but I was really in the past. I really hope this is making sense. Because, yeah, I really hope this is making sense. But yeah, I just sat there with her, and then she was just telling me, like, this is so sad. So, backstory, when I was younger, I was really outspoken, and I, I, I didn't take shit from anyone, I spoke my mind always, didn't care how it made you feel, because I was 100% honest, and, you know, loved that, loved that for me. But then, slowly, the world and people started, like, beating that out of me, and living in that house, experiencing that, kind of made that part of myself die a lot completely um and so she just kept younger me kept telling me I'm trying so hard but nobody will listen I told them what's going on and no one's doing anything no one cares about me no one's doing anything about it they all know what's going on and no one is here to help me I'm all alone my god I'm sorry I'm getting a lot of emotional um I was so, so, so sad because I didn't realize that I let people mute my voice. I let people, like, censor me. I let people kill the most special part of myself. What I cherished most about myself was gone because I let people take that from me. And I let them... It's like I I did let them take it from me but I didn't at the same time because I was little so like what do I know at that age at eight or nine eight to ten years old what do I know I was a little kid and it's like I would tell my mom what was going on like what this what the how like toxic and emotionally abusive the situation at that house was and then nothing would be done about it I would tell my aunt what her husband was doing nothing would be done about it they would basically tell me like oh like it is what it is you just have to put up with it and it got so bad that I was just like what's the point of even speaking up anymore if nobody cares I felt like nobody cared I felt like I was all alone I felt like there was no way out I felt trapped and that's why I stayed in that room because that room was my safe space everywhere else I felt trapped I felt unheard I felt like I couldn't be myself like I couldn't be a hundred percent authentically myself And so what did I do? I stayed in that room. That was my comfort space, my comfort zone, my my little safe haven where I could be myself. But what happened was I stayed there because everywhere else felt unfamiliar, unsafe, foreign to me. So I stayed in that room. And what ended up happening? I stayed there for years and years and even after I left that house even after I moved to America even after I moved out into my own home I was still in that room and I didn't realize it until that trip 
until it showed me until it literally brought me back in time and showed me what was going on inside of me that I had no clue of. Oops, I'm moving the camera. And I was just, I was so sad. I was literally, I don't think I've ever cried that much in my entire, like I was literally sobbing, sobbing because I was so sad. And I told her, (laughs) it's funny because I told her, I was like, we i'm speaking up for you now no one's gonna dim your voice no one's gonna dim your light anymore because i'm here now i will stand up for you i do see you i will protect you this is never going to happen again i told her girl we're so confident in ourselves we love ourselves so much that we took ourselves on so many trips we're seeing the world we're going places by ourselves we moved into our own house we have two cats we live alone which we didn't think was ever gonna happen because my biggest fear used to be being alone and it's funny because i felt alone for a big part of my life even when i was around people i felt alone because i felt like nobody saw me and i told her i see you and i'm here i'm here you're not alone i literally grabbed her hand And I walked her out of that room, I walked her out of that house, and I showed her everything that I've done up until that point. And she wasn't in the room anymore. And it was so beautiful, it was so beautiful. And I was just so sad because how can a little body hold so much pain? So much pain. And like... After that, I was like, like, it was just so eye-opening because I, I never realized that that that's what still, what was still going on. And even before that, like before that big revelation, um, I had my eyes closed. This whole time I had my eyes closed and then I'll touch on that later too, but I had my eyes closed and I just started crying. Like, I was just there with my eyes closed, just, like, thinking, and then I just started crying, like, crying and crying and crying. But I didn't know why I was crying when the whole thing of me traveling back in time and being with my younger self happened. That's when I realized that's what was trying to come out this whole time. That's what was trying to come out the very first time that I tried shrooms, when I didn't take enough. That's what it was trying to tell me, that I was still trapped. You know, and now, now I feel like I'm not. I feel like I unintentionally was doing things to help my younger self because this is a tangent, but my house where I'm living in now, my apartment, um, it was a whole shit show because I had to deal with people literally trying to tell me to shut up and put up with, with things and deal with it. And guess what I did? I did not do that. I stood up for myself. I fought for myself. It didn't necessarily work out the way that I wanted to, but I didn't let them shut me up. I didn't let them dim my voice like I did all these years before that. And I feel like I needed to live here in this specific home, apartment building, I guess. (laughs) I had to live here in this specific apartment building with these specific people, management, with this specific management company, go through this specific situation 
so I can learn to speak up for myself again, so I can earn back the most special part of myself that I had lost all these years ago. And I spoke up for myself. Even when I heard no, I spoke up for myself. I kept I kept speaking up for myself. I kept standing up for myself. And I did it. They paid for it. They paid for all the, all the shit they put me through. Well, not all of it, but a good chunk of it. Um, I got them in trouble with the city. Um, oh, fudge. Hold on, my camera fell. Fudge it. Okay, fudge it, fudge it, fudge it. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so just because I don't, I don't like it when people are like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened. So it was a problem of them. I signed my lease. This is a tangent, so sorry. But basically, I signed my lease saying um, I can like park here, right? Parking is for first come, first serve. So I signed the lease same parking is first come first serve and then they lied it wasn't but that's not what the contract said anyway and then my window right when i moved in my window was broken i told them they didn't fix it still not fixed um uh, the super of the building would literally like yell at people yell at people um he like my fridge was leaking the first day that I was here I had to stay with a leaky fridge for a week because he didn't come and fix it on time and like literally old versions of me would be like no whatever the leak is not that bad I'll just put up with it no I followed up one day he didn't show up followed up again followed up again followed up again followed up again until he came and fixed it my car situation he gave my car a ticket what did I do I went above his his head I called the management company they didn't do anything about it. Called them again. Didn't do anything about it. Called them again until they went and canceled my ticket. Um, I told them about the window. They didn't fix it. Told the super about the window. He didn't fix it. Told the management company about the window three times. They didn't fix it. What did I do? I went to the city, filed a complaint. I had a lady come to my house, an uh, inspector lady from the city, come to my house, check the window, brought them to court. Now they had to pay a $3,000 fine for my window that they could have fixed for a lot cheaper, I bet. They didn't fix it. The lady came back again, saw that my window was st- still wasn't fixed, fined them again, wrote them another ticket. And older versions of myself would be like, the window's double, or la- double layered. It's on the outside layer. It's not that bad. No, it is that bad because I'm paying a lot of money to have an apartment that's fully how it should be i don't care if there's a smidge a fucking tiny little crack in the window that you need to see with a magnifying glass i'm paying for a full window so if you don't give me a full window you're gonna pay you're gonna pay and you're gonna hear my voice i kept calling and calling and calling and calling until they did something about it and when they didn't i did something about it and i made them pay for it i wouldn't have done this two years ago a year ago i wouldn't little me would have because again remember i told you little me didn't take shit from anyone i'm getting that part back and i love that so much because that used to be my favorite thing about myself and now it's my favorite thing about myself now because i'm earning it back and it's it's beautiful and that's why i'm saying like i feel like i needed 
to come live here at this specific place with and deal with these specific people and this specific problem so I could earn this part of myself back, you know? Everything happens for a reason. That's besides the point. What were we talking about? Shrooms. Yeah, it was... It's hard to, like, remember everything now because, like I told you, like, this was hours and hours and hours long and a lot of stuff happened. And sometimes stuff would happen, like, I would just sit there and see stuff, but, like, random stuff, like, pretty shapes and stuff like that. Um, Or other times I just sit there and feel things, but, like, it would feel like I was, I would literally, like, I don't know, touch a blanket for, like, 30 minutes but it didn't feel like 30 minutes, but it probably was a long time because I would touch a blanket and it would just feel like I would literally touch my fingertips and it would feel different. I would look at myself in the mirror and be like, I don't look like how I thought I did, but then I do look like how I thought I did. Weird. Like everything was different. I was seeing things for the first time. I was experiencing everything for the first time. It was like I had never been here before. Like, I had never had this body before. Like, I would literally touch my knee and be like, wow, my God, this is what my knee feels like. (sighs) But I guarantee you, I've touched my knee like millions of times before, but it was never like this. It never felt like this. And now we're going to go on to my notes because it was funny because I was sitting there and I was like, it's funny how we have to take this so that we can be sober. Because, okay, I'm going to say another thing. So we have to take this, shrooms, so that we can be sober. And we have to close our eyes so that we can see. And this is trippy because with my eyes open, while I was tripping with my eyes open, I wasn't getting these experiences that I was feeling. As soon as I closed my eyes, everything would change. I would close my eyes and touch my knee, it would feel different. I would open my eyes and touch my knee, it wouldn't feel that different. It's funny because these two eyeballs that we have are so corrupt, are so tainted that we don't see things for what they are anymore. We see things for how they want us to see them. We don't see things for how they are. But once we close our eyes and see with our third eye, we see things for how they actually are. We see the world for what it actually is. We have to take this so we can become sober because day to day, they're like, poisoning us with everything toothpaste is poison the food is poison the water is poison the fucking sunscreen is poison shoes are poison everything is poison take that with a grain of salt okay (laughs) because i'm saying like they put so much chemicals and so much shit into everything that we consume that it numbs us little by little but when you do take stuff like this you see things for what they are because those numbing agents are not there anymore. They're removed. Get it? Also, another thing, I'm going to say this again. I'm not telling you to go out and do drugs and do shrooms. And I don't... Con- the, the word drugs has a negative connotation, but like I'm not saying like shrooms is like hard drugs, but like psychedelics. Let's, let's say this. I'm not telling you to go and take psychedelics every day because I had a crazy experience and you should too you know I'm pretty sure everyone has a different experience when they are taking these or under these influences because it depends on how 
aware you are, how in touch with yourself you are, how comfortable you are, how safe you are, how mature you are. It just depends on a lot of factors. It depends on what stage of life you're in. So I'm sharing my experience with you now, but I'm not telling you to go and do it. Okay? Use your own judgment. Um, But yeah. Um, And I feel like everything is like I said, everything is poison because they're trying to keep us from ourselves. Because if you think about it, if we start to drink pure water, eat pure clean foods, walk barefoot so we can ground ourselves and connect with nature more, we will become 100% ourselves. They don't want that. So they poison everything. So we numb ourselves little by little by little, thinking it's okay, thinking that's how things are. Because we don't know any different. So how can we know who we really are if we've never experienced it? We we are who our kid selves were, but we don't remember that because it's been so long. And we've numbed ourselves so much that we don't even recall who we were before the world told us who to be. Another thing, um, it's funny because we are supposed to be eating from the trees. This is another thought that I had and I wrote it down. We're supposed to be eating from the trees, but they made grocery stores. We're supposed to be walking barefoot, connecting with nature, but they made shoes. Why? Also, obviously, if it's snowing and it's cold, wear shoes because, you know, frostbite and hypothermia and whatever. But, like, we're supposed to be walking barefoot so our feet can ground ourselves and connect with nature but that doesn't happen why because they made shoes and the shoes are a barrier between you and what's connecting you with yourself they don't want us to eat from trees anymore because that's natural it's come it comes from mother nature our first mother it comes from what connects us more with ourselves with the world with each other but they don't want that so they made grocery stores because they control what goes into the food and then we eat whatever chemicals and numbing ingredients that that are there um let's see what else i wrote um ooh, so we have to learn to let go and let things be this is another like so remember how i i told you i was like going from point to point to point to point um one or one of the like main lessons or things that i saw is that things are just so simple if you just let them be life can be so beautiful if you just let it be you just have to let things go let go of your attachment to things stop thinking that everything has to happen one way and be open to the possibilities it's like say you're trying to manifest something right you're like, uh, I don't know, I want to have meaningful friendships in my life. You're not gonna, like, sit there and open the door. Are my friends here yet? 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 Like, open your door every single day to check if they're they are knocking on it, right? It's like, when you go to a restaurant, you put in your order, and you send it with the server, But you trust that the server is going to bring you back your order the way that you wanted it. But while you wait, you just sit there and do your thing. 
If you're there with a person, maybe you talk to them while you wait for your food to come. You're not checking on the on the server like, hey, can you ask the chef if it's here yet? Hey, can you can you ask the chef if like they're making this? Hey, can you make sure the chef is putting enough salt in this and that? No, you trust that your order is going to come to you the way that you ordered it, the way that you wanted it, right? So why is it that when you manifest something, you don't trust that it's going to come to you? Why is it that you feel like you need to check up on it all the time? Why can't you just trust that it'll come to you the way it's meant to because sometimes we limit ourselves with say you want meaningful friendships right but you're you have this one idea of how you're gonna get it you think that if you i don't know making this up you think that you can only get meaningful friendships if you go to the gym and earn them that way right yet the universe has a plan for you and the plan is you're gonna get the most meaningful friendship of your life from some random girl you're going to bump into at a coffee shop. But you're not open to that because you're so fixed on, no, she's going to come from the gym, she's going to come from the gym, she's going to come from the gym, that you're not even open or you won't even realize that the universe brought that friend to you at that coffee shop because you're so focused on getting it one way. You have to be open to all possibilities. Put in your order and let it come to you. Because everything happens for a reason. Everything happens as it should, when it should. So just trust that. Let go of all the control. Let go of all the what ifs and just let it happen. Let it play out. You don't need to know what's going to happen tomorrow. You just need to worry about today. Worry about what you have today, what you want today, what you do today. And tomorrow will sort itself out how it's supposed to. Okay? Next thing. Oh, yeah. This goes hand in hand with what I was just saying. I was getting this feeling that like everything matters, but nothing matters at the same time. Like everything matters as in like everything happens for a reason. Like you're like nothing is insignificant. Like if. Okay, this is a little dark. Not really, but like this is the first thing that popped into my head. Um, I saw this post on Instagram saying, like, people that survived 9-11, they only did because, like, one of them had a cut and they stopped at a pharmacy before to get a Band-Aid before going into work and that saved their lives because they were late. So they weren't in the office when the explosion happened, right? Or the crash, um, plane crashing. Anyway, um... Sorry if that's triggering for you. I maybe should have said something. Um, sorry. Um, but yeah. So, um, like, you would think, like, that stopping at the, at the pharmacy is insignificant, but it's not. It literally saved your life. Because that wasn't your time to go yet. Everything happens for a reason. You could have gotten a phone call and stayed back 30 seconds later that could before driving right that could have prevented you from getting in a car crash and dying everything happens for a reason everything matters but nothing does at the same time the everything matters part is that everything happened in my opinion is that everything happens for a reason and everything happens as it should when it should every point of your life it's like a little dot And all those dots connect. You might not see it today. You might not see it tomorrow. But one day you will see that they all connect. 
everything that happens is leading to something else because everything is connected everything matters and everything happens for a reason also the second part of that which is nothing matters is because everything that you think is a huge problem right now isn't like okay i i hate that like I kind of have to like keep explaining myself because I don't want people to take the stuff that I say the wrong way but obviously I'm not saying like if you're like sitting here starving that it doesn't matter because that's not what your body's telling you your body's hungry but I'm saying like nothing matters as in like everything that you think is the huge problem end of the world you can never recover you can you can always recover. It can always get better and it will always get better. You might think that someone breaking up with you is the end of the world, but it's not. It's opening, it's, it's making room for what belongs in your life. Getting, getting rid of the old to make room for the new. You might think that you getting in a, I don't know, you sc- scraping your car is the end of the world, but it's not it's not you're still alive you're still healthy you still have all all your limbs you know you're fine nothing is that serious nothing is that deep okay everything can and will get better just let go and let it happen i don't want to say let go and let god because you might not believe in god god to me is god universe spirit guides whatever whatever higher power let go and let higher power i guess i don't know um ooh, another really nice one so there's this new show on netflix um hold on let me get the name for you because it's actually really good so i started watching this at the beginning of the trip right and then like right before i started feeling everything and then when i did start feeling stuff i stopped watching the show uh turned it off and then just enjoyed the trip but um there's a show on netflix what's it called what's it called what's it called what's it called right okay found it midnight gospel it's so fucking good it's like it's really weird because it has like animations but the animations don't mean anything but you just got to pay attention to like what the people are saying so that show was talking about how meditation is magic because when you meditate you really stop pause everything and focus on what matters you go within and you focus on the present because the present is all you have all you have is right now you will never live this second this minute this hour ever again in your entire life so make it count make it matter make it make it significant make it important you know make sure you're happy with all the decisions that you're making now if don't leave anything unsaid don't leave anything on the table like if you love someone tell them if you did some fucked up shit apologize don't let your ego win okay because you wouldn't want something to happen in you like imagine that's the last conversation you're gonna have with someone is that how you want to leave things you know think about that and watch that show. It's actually really good. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. This was good. Um, you are limitless. Stop 
stop caging yourself. There are no boundaries to what you can have. <laughs> there are no boundaries. Okay, let me start over because this is actually really good and I'm actually not reading. Okay, start over. You are limitless. Stop caging yourself. There are no boundaries to what you can be or have. Ask and the universe will deliver. Okay, I'm going to read that again. You are limitless. Stop caging yourself. There are no boundaries to what you can be or have. Ask and the universe will deliver. You can literally have anything you want. If you can dream it, you can do it. So dream big. Do not set limitations on yourself. Do not put limitations on yourself. Do not tell yourself what you can or cannot have because you can have it all. You can be it all. You can do it all. So just trust and believe that. If you can dream it, you can do it. If you can dream it, you can have it. If you can dream it, you can be it. Trust that. There are no limits. You are magic. You are magic. Anything you want, you can have. Just ask for it. Just trust in yourself and in the universe enough to ask for it. Because it will come. Believe that it'll come and it will. Believe that you deserve it and you will. Believe that you are and you will be. Okay? I feel like I needed to give you a little kiss. Okay. Oh yeah, this other one is fun. So, touch things more. Um, See the world through your hands and feet. Because that's what I was doing. Um, Like, literally like use your senses more because i feel like we're just so like boxed in like we're just you know in front of a computer in front of a screen whatever screen that is every single day that we just forget to like i don't know use our senses smell excuse me smell different things touch different things walk barefoot more even if it's around the house so you can feel stuff more so you can experience the world through your senses you know just don't use your eyes for everything simple be more present use your senses more be here now get off your phone and be here touch things touch people touch sand touch water touch i don't know chairs touch things feel things experience things in a different way that you haven't before because it's magical um oh yeah i talked about that (gasps) Ooh, okay okay this is a big one so remember how i this is the last thing by the way remember how i was saying that i was traveling from different points in time and different like things it felt like i was in a room with a bunch of doors and then i'd open a door have one experience see one thing close that door open another one see another experience another thing close that door open another one same thing over and over and over again right but there was a fan going and the fan made this noise so every time i would go into these different rooms the fan was my anchor so i would always come back when I wanted to and how I would come back is I would listen to the fan I would focus on the fan I would be aware of the fan but if I wasn't ready to I could still experience whatever it was showing me right and I wrote just let it go 
um, let go, but always have an anchor. Always have a way to come back to yourself. You are the anchor. You're in control. Like, whatever experience you're having is because you are allowing yourself to experience that. When I was going through those doors, I was opening each door, right? And I would let the experience happen for as long as I felt comfortable, for as long as I wanted to, because whenever I wanted it to end, remember, I always had my anchor. My anchor was the fan. Your anchor could be whatever you want it to be. It could be you, I don't know, tapping your knee, and that's your way of you coming back to yourself. You being back into this present moment instead of being out there you know so yeah and I like really just had to let go I really just had to yeah there's no better word for I really had to let go so I could see the things that I was able to see because if I was so focused on just being so present or being so here or being so in my head it wouldn't have happened i trusted because i because i felt safe enough to trust i trusted that everything would be okay i trusted what i trusted the spiritual version of myself that was guiding me through each experience i trusted her and i knew that i was safe with her But if you get any bad feeling, just don't go. But remember, you are the anchor. You can always bring yourself back. You can always come back to yourself. Okay? That, I I can't think of anything else. I'm glad I, like, wrote note, like, the notes down because I don't think I would have remembered everything. But, yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm not going to tell you to do it, but I'm also not going to tell you not to do it, you know? But... Use your own discretion. If you choose to to do any type of psychedelics or any type of natural medicine, natural whatever you want to call it, make sure you're safe. Make sure you know what it is that you're doing. Make sure you have someone with you that can watch over you, babysit if you want to call it that. Make sure that you are in the right mental space. Make sure that you are okay with yourself spiritually because it is a at least for me it was a very very spiritual experience very eye-opening experience and if you're not a hundred percent comfortable or around people that you feel comfortable with it could not be as special as it should be or as it has the potential to be because you will stop yourself because you won't be fully comfortable so just make sure you're safe and use your discretion if you get any type of bad feeling listen to it because that is most likely your intuition talking to you so i will leave you guys with that um thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed my experience my me walking through you know everything and telling you my story um yeah thank you for coming back for another week i really really do appreciate you I appreciate you listening to me. I appreciate you being my virtual friend um, and always coming back for another week for another episode. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you more than you know, and I will see you next Sunday at 9 a.m. Bye. Now I'm going to turn it off. Uh, uh, I'm trying to hurry up. Uh, okay, bye.